Herzlich willkommen, Sie Namgela, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. It's time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga and more. For that, we are joined by Chris Harrington from our partner station Deutsche Welle in Berlin, Germany. Chris, some are calling it a shock that Bayern were defeated by Gladbach in Munich. Given the defending champions did indeed have a depleted roster due to COVID, what is your take on that, Chris? Well, you know, the rumor was that uh, Bayern Munich had reached out to Borussia Mönchengladbach and uh, asked to have the match postponed, but then the German Football Association has rules in place. You have to have fewer than 16 available players. That wasn't the case with Bayern, so they had to play on. You know, uh, Julian Nagelsmann had also mentioned revenge was on his mind because the way Gladbach booted Bayern out of the German Cup. You know, with all of the uh, players out, specifically with Manuel Neuer, the captain, the man between the posts. I mean, you put in Sven Ulreich, you know, it's no shock there that uh, Gladbach got it going, you know, after uh, Lewandowski put them ahead. But Bayern were missing so many pieces. Not only their goalkeeper, but Leroy Sané, I think, was a big loss, as well as Upamecano. You know, after the match, Julian Nagelsmann threw his defensive effort under the bus. I personally think he was talking about Niklas Zula, you know, because there was one goal there that he felt it could have been intervened uh, with a bit better defensively. You know, but all in all, Gladbach seemingly have Bayern's number. You know, Gladbach performed very well against Bayern. It only took Gladbach, you know, uh, uh, less than 10 minutes to respond you know, to Bayern Munich, and then they got busy. You know, uh, their great record showed through, through Florian Neuhaus, then later Stefan uh, Leina, you know, as well. Uh, they could have even gotten a deeper hole if it wasn't for Sven Ulreich uh, to pull off a great save uh, towards the first half, uh, towards the end of the first half. But the second half, I mean, you know, Bayern, they couldn't hit the side of a barn. And basically what that means is they just couldn't get their things going offensively. I mean, Lewandowski, he scored his 20th goal, yes. But, you know, they couldn't show for anything all of their effort. You know, uh, he hit the woodwork a total of uh, twice, I think, in this match. He has six times so far this season. You know, Thomas Müller couldn't convert. Gnabry couldn't convert as well. You know, we have to see what Bayern Munich, uh, how they look moving forward. You know, one thing with uh, Bayern's return with their depleted roster due to COVID, Joshua Kimmich return to the lineup. You know, he was the face, you know, of this, uh, at one point, very cautious person in, in terms of getting the vaccination. Well, he made his return, and he looked quite gassed towards the end of that match, according to the coach. You know, Byron, you know, uh, they lose, but not that big of a deal. You know, they're at Cologne uh, next match day. They have to deal with Cologne and Anthony Modest. You know, but uh, time remains uh, to be seen. What will happen and how healthy these players will be when they return, because uh, in the case of Kimmich, it took him a while to get back on track. Dortmund managed to narrow Bayern's lead in the standings to a mere six points after Mahmoud Dahoud secured the victory over Frankfurt. And during that match, Dortmund's Erling Haaland was heard speaking Spanish. Yeah, before I get to that, let's consider that the uh, dessert of this conversation. Now, the match, you know, Frankfurt Eagles got off to a really hot start. They looked really good in good shape behind Colombian striker Bore's uh, brace. You know, uh, it wasn't until late in the second half, you know, Torgan Hazard checked in. And then that must have done something to Dortmund because they were they managed to pull one back and then they struck uh, twice in the final three minutes. Jude Bellingham, you know, one of the uh, bright spots of the youngsters at Dortmund. Interesting, uh, a couple match uh, days ago during their Classica, Jude Bellingham criticized this official. 
you know, saying some of the calls were questionable. Well, this official is on some sort of hiatus right now. He looks like he's taking a leave of absence. You know, that was one thing that I took mental note of after this match. But Bellingham got it done. And then, as you mentioned, uh, Dahoud uh, came through. Now, uh, you know, Dortmund left it late, as they often do. You know, I'm sure Dortmund fans were on the edge of their seats, considered this was closed, you know, to the public. You know, Dortmund CEO has reservations about it being closed, doesn't think it should be a complete shutdown. You know, Dortmund's fan base is electric. This time around, they didn't need them. You know, late heroics from... Uh, Dahoud got it done, but in terms of Ellen Holland speaking Spanish, okay, first, it was Ellen Holland being on holiday, you know, telling people in Marbella in Spain that uh, he's coming to Spain to play. Next, you know, when a defender takes him down, uh, he gets up saying, uh, speaking perfect Spanish. One thing you can capture on the microphone is what the players are saying because there are no crowds, obviously, and Rafael um, Santos uh, uh, Bore, after, you know, he, he was uh, fouled by him, he got up saying, you know, que te pase, hermano? Basically, uh, what's wrong with you, bro? So that obviously strokes the fire a bit. Kind of suggests that uh, Holland is preparing himself in some way to exit Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, we have to wait and see, but uh, I thought that was interesting. You know, all in all, um, Dortmund got it done. They got the three points, and now it's only a six-point gap, you know, to the title contenders. But with all of the... Uh, COVID situation with Bayern Munich, maybe, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel for Dortmund. Maybe they can take advantage of uh, this current weakness that Bayern are dealing with right now. Chris, with the AFCON ongoing in Cameroon, which Bundesliga side suffered the most from having missing players? I think right here, you know, a player that plays for a capital club, Union Berlin, Tewa Awani. You know, he was the one player the coach already spoke out about because how important he is on offense for Union Berlin. He's been so productive this season, so obviously you're going to feel that loss. And just the fact they're coming off a 2-2 draw with Leverkusen, you know, would suggest that maybe if they had that extra bit of offensive spark, they could have gotten over the hump and climbed the table and uh, picked up the three points against Leverkusen. You know, it was an electric match, a 2-2 draw. Leverkusen has this nickname, Neverkusen, because they just don't get it done. I mean... Leverkusen haven't looked the best lately. Uh, their fourth Bundesliga game without a win. They do have a highlight. Patrick Schick, I want to talk about him. He is a problem offensively for any defense. He scored his 17th goal. He's the first Bayer Leverkusen player to score 17 goals in his first 18 matches. And uh, he's just that much closer to uh, Robert Lewandowski, who I mentioned scored his 20th. Ellen Holland is trailing right now. He was out for a while due to injury. Let's see if Holland can pick that back up. But, um, just to backpedal about the absences, yeah, I think the biggest name is going to be Nigeria's uh, Awani, you know, without any question, because he, he's been, uh, he scored the lion's share of goals for Union Berlin, and uh, with a tough opponent like Leverkusen, despite, you know, their rough patch they've hit recently, anytime you have a striker like that on the pitch, it can help you, and I just think that match and that result stood out to me in particular. And before we let you go, Chris, just like always, what else has hit your radar this week? Yeah, there was history in, in Bayern's defeat to uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. You know, because all of the rules the German Football ha League has in place, Nagelsmann has to pull, you know, names out of a hat, basically some youngsters up. And one 16-year-old youngster by the name of Paul Vanna, he became the club's youngest ever player. He just turned 16 years old shortly before Christmas. And uh, he recently broke the record that was held by Jamal Musiala, who was 17 years old. So it just goes to show these youngsters are... Uh, getting quite the holiday season, quite the history made, uh, although in defeat. And uh, just a reminder, the youngest player ever 
to play in the Bundesliga, no other than Dortmund's uh, Yusofu Mukoku. Um, and uh, I'm waiting to see him uh, do a bit more offensively as well. But these youngsters uh, are making a difference, that's for sure. Thank you very much for the Bundesliga update. Mr. Chris Harrington from our partner station Deutsche Welle in Berlin, Germany. Have a fantastic day further. Danke und auf Wiedersehen. The Bundesliga Connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Aidan Hewitt and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt and Uli Presch. And graphics are provided by David Scullard.